We finished seven now, and let's uh, let's have prayer, and then we can begin our lesson together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Lord, that we can be here for this class to learn things together. We pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us as we think about the words uh, found in this chapter and help us to see how um, these things apply to our lives today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Uh, so actually this is, even though it's lesson eight, the chapter is seven. So Mark uh, seven. And we're going to start out here with some comments from the Pharisees. Okay, why don't we have Ji Young start reading for us? The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were unclean, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with unclean hands? All right, let's stop there for a second. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> All right, so here's these guys, uh, again, the religious leaders of the day, and they are coming to uh, Jerusalem, and they're seeing Jesus. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they're gathered there. And they they noticed the disciples eating uh, with unwashed hands. They said they're unclean, right? Unclean. Um, the Pharisees, it points out here, this uh, tradition of the Pharisees, they would not eat anything unless they washed their hands uh, first. Well, now we would think this is good for cleanliness, right? This is good for sanitation. Um, but... Uh, these men took it to a whole different level, like a whole new level. Um, they had made a religious tradition uh, to say that if you ate without washing your hands first, maybe you were like committing a sin, right? You're unclean. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even eat that food, right? And <laughs> the Bible doesn't say anything about that. Uh, this is only Pharisee tradition. Uh, this is something that they had, the Jewish rabbis had developed, different people had developed over time. And by the time Jesus came, these men were very, very strict and very, very religious about their tradition. But we cannot find any saying in the Bible that tells us it has to be exactly like that. Right. There is true that washing, uh, to eat, uh, eat something with uh, washing, uh -huh. it's not good. It's not good, healthy. It's not for healthy. Yeah, it's not good for our health because there's many things we touch that yes. could be some germs or something mm -hmm. to get our hands. Yeah, uh, germs that get on our hands. Okay, uh, so 
this is their tradition, and it says that they hold to this tradition. And verse 4 says, When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. Now, it's good to wash your dishes, right? Um, but again, uh, these guys took it to a whole nother level. Rather than just cleanliness, um, they took it to a level to say, this is, this is like the law. This is like God's law. If you do this, you're a sinner. You're committing sin because you didn't wash your hands. Or you're committing sin because you didn't wash these different uh, cups, pitchers, or whatever. Right? So they're saying much more than just, oh, be clean, you know, and have good hygiene. Yeah, they, they say much more than that. And Jesus is telling them, look, you're, you're judging people and you're saying they're sinners because they break your tradition. But God's Word says nothing about that, right? It's not a sin to eat something if you didn't wash your hands, right? You cannot say it's, it's a sin against God or something like that, right? Yeah, you can say it's good for your health. You should, you should try to wash your hands. That's okay. Um, but their idea was much more uh, strict and much more religious about this subject, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so the Pharisees, and this verse 5, Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with unclean hands? And then he replied, verse 6, Susan? He replied, Isla. Mm. was right when she Isaiah 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 was right when she, when he prophesied 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 about you hypocrites hypocrite as it is written yeah as it is written now he's going to quote yeah. he's going to quote from the scripture but let me just say um, okay the word prophesied means to tell a prophecy or sometimes to write about some future event before it happens. Like there's, there's two English words that are very similar um, that we find in the Bible a lot. One of them is prophecy with like a C-Y, prophecy. Um, this is like a writing or a, like a vision or something from God that uh, tells us about the future uh, before it happens. It reveals something. Um, to prophesy with like S why is to proclaim and to tell um, some truth like this. So Isaiah, he prophesied. He did this action of telling a prophecy. Right? Okay. Okay, what did, what did he say? Let's read. Go ahead, uh, Susan. Yeah, these people with their lips. lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are but loose taught by my by men. Mm, okay. Alright, so this is a he's quoting from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, who wrote, by the way, Isaiah wrote about eight hundred years before the time of Jesus. Right? And uh, so Jesus is quoting from these these writings of the prophet Isaiah. And uh, and here, there's these words where Isaiah spoke about a problem among, among God's people. He says, these people, they honor me with their lips, right? They, they talk about me like, I believe in God, I trust God, you know, I go to church and I believe the, the, the Word of God, right? 
Now, you could say many, many Christians today also make profession like that. Yeah, so we believe in God, we believe the Bible, we believe in Jesus, right? Uh, it's easy to say something with our lips, right? And these people did. They said, oh, we are God's people. We are the Pharisees. We are the leaders, right? Um, so they spoke with their lips. Jesus says, oh, they honor me with their lips. That was the prophecy from Isaiah. But what's the problem? Their hearts are hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, their hearts are far from me. So they talk about religion, right? They talk about church, right? They say they're God's people with their lips. But in their hearts, they're actually very far from God. Isn't that an interesting idea? Or scary idea, maybe. Uh, how could someone be sitting in church and talk about God, but actually their heart is very, very far from God? Right? This is not a good thing, right? Um, so their hearts are far from Him. Yeah, they honored with lips. And then he says, verse 7, um, they worship me in vain. This means empty worship. Their worship is very empty. Okay, maybe they, they, they sing praise songs. They talk praise about God. But their, their heart and their mind are not actually close to God. Yeah. Uh, their teachings are but rules taught by who? Men. Men, men right? So uh, they teach many things, like here in this case, in the Pharisees. And it, and it happens today too, right? And it's happened in, in Christian history as well. People are teaching things that are, are rules taught by men. And they teach it very religiously, and this is what you have to do, you know. But actually, when we look at the Bible, we can't find it. Right? It's not there. Uh, this has happened throughout history. Uh, it happened before the days of Jesus. It happened during the days of Jesus. These men were doing that. It happened after the time of Jesus, after he came here. Even among the Christian church, people started teaching things that were not found in the Word of God. Right? Um, and so he says their, their worship is, is empty. And verse eight, 8, he says, uh, You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. Um, so, if you can imagine the situation, um, these leaders, these Pharisees and teachers of the law, they're very strict, right? And they want to condemn people. They try to judge people. Like, oh, these, why don't your disciples wash their hands before they eat? These sinners, these terrible people, because they didn't wash their hands, right? So they have, they're very judgmental, and they're trying to find some fault with people. Like, oh, this person has some problem. They didn't wash their hands. Oh, this person over here, they have some problem, right? And so they're always looking at people and trying to judge them and find out what is, what is wrong with this person, right? But uh, maybe there's a problem in their own life. <laughs> there's a problem in their own heart. And Jesus is saying, look, that stuff is not sin. If they don't wash their hands, that's okay. That's not sin, right? But let me tell you what sin is. Jesus says, sin is when you break God's commandment and then you try to keep men's commandments instead of God's commandments. Now, one of the people made the rule of washing hands. Uh, some people think of that the rule is in order to the God. We, so, sometimes we think like this is saying like a cleanliness is next to godliness. Have you heard that? 
uh, cleanliness is next to godliness, right? Well, in some ways, there's some truth to that, right? We, we actually, we should be clean. God wants us to be clean, right? Uh, keep, keep our bodies in good condition, right? Okay, that's true. Um, but, <laughs> you cannot take it so far. Yeah. So, anyway, that was their, that was their problem. Um, so anyway, it, it, we should not be people who are judgmental. We should not walk around trying to judge people and say, oh, what's wrong with these people, that kind of stuff. Uh, we have no need to do that. <clears throat> we should keep our eyes on Jesus. Now sometimes it's, it's okay to know if something's wrong, okay? It's, it's okay to, like if somebody is committing sin, and you, you know this is very, they're breaking God's commandments, and it's very obvious, and you're like, well, this is, this is not right, this is wrong. Right? That's okay. It's okay to say that. <clears throat> Jesus says, um, you shall know them by their fruits. In other words, we understand if somebody is a faithful follower of God or not a faithful follower of God based on their fruits, what, what's happening in their life. Right? So according to Jesus, we can be uh, fruit inspectors, right? but we're not to be judges of people. We're not to be judgmental. Judgmental is always looking around and finding something wrong with people and accusing people, and we really don't know the whole story. It's not our business. God says, I will judge. You don't worry about that, right? Um, but, you know, say if you look at an apple, you know, and you're looking on the apple and you find some brown spots and it's very soft and the smell is not too good, uh, what would you say about this fruit? Is it, is it a good fruit or a bad fruit? <laughs> bad fruit, right? Do you want to eat it? No, you don't want to eat that, right? It's, ugh, it's bad. It's not going to be good for you. So we throw it away because we know that this is, this is not good. Right? It's bad fruit. Now if we look at it and it's like shiny and, uh, and it smells fresh and you cut it open and it looks very juicy, and what can we say about this fruit? It's good, right? Yeah, eat it. Okay. So we can tell if the fruit is good or bad because we look at it, you know, oh yeah, it's a good fruit. Oh, it's a bad fruit. We can tell something about that. Jesus says you will know them by their fruits. Right? So it's okay for you to, to understand and to, to be able to judge, okay, this is, this is good, this is righteous way, and this is not. Right? Someone says, oh, I'm a Christian, but they live like Satan, like the devil, they're doing all the things God says not to do. You say, uh, I don't think they're very faithful, or they don't understand who God really is. Right? Yeah. So to know the difference between good and bad, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't go around trying to pick some faults and find something wrong with people. Right? And we should remember, ultimately, God will judge. Right? Okay, we should move on. Mm. 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 How can I deal with them? Deal with a fault-finding person? Yeah. Okay, well, um, Jesus maybe gives us something. Jesus, don't judge, don't judge to them. Mm. But how can I live? How can you? Mm. You can try to encourage people. You can try to encourage people to follow God. Um, there's probably more to it that we could say, but uh, I don't want to say much r right now, because then we won't be able to talk about the other stuff in the chapter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. So, um, I, I don't know the best answer to give without going into detail from the Bible, and probably it would be good to to just uh, focus on that part, uh, on that question a little bit later. I have 
to treat huh? them as the other person? Uh, you should be careful about how you choose your friends, yeah. right? I think I have to be careful yeah. to, to... You should, okay, I think this will help you to understand your relationship to people, right? Okay, uh, when you choose your friends, you should choose... You want to, to judge of them? Huh? Uh, I treated them like uh, the common people uh -huh. that is different to... It, it means uh, uh, I have to treat someone them. someone who's living in open sin you should you should treat them as an unbeliever regardless of what they say uh, treat if someone's just living a totally sinful life okay we we just think okay well maybe they just they don't really know God right they don't know God yeah. so you should realize maybe you have a mission to help this person maybe you have some work to just encourage this person to know God right. Um, this this will help you to understand your relationship. Now, when you choose friends as a as a believer in God, as a Christian, when you choose like your closest friends that you really talk to and a lot, and you know, um, hang out with all the time, you know, maybe it's good to have good Christian friends to share your heart with. But don't only have Christian friends, right? You need to have other friends too. Um, you should meet meet people from every place in life, right? Um, but, but usually your friends, you have the same kind of stuff in common. So a lot of people in, you know, in the world like to go out and drink alcohol and do all kinds of stuff that God says we shouldn't do, right? Uh, so probably you don't want to spend your time hanging out, going to the bars with people who are drinking and all that stuff, right? That's not a good place for Christians to go. Um, and probably they might not want you to come there either. <laughs> Because you're like, well, you don't drink, and you're this way, and you're this way. So, uh, anyway, we shouldn't go to a bad place like that. Uh, we shouldn't hang out with people who have a bad character. But we should still care about people Just who have a bad character. You have to be careful when they meet them, but yeah. without judging. Yeah. Without judging. Yeah. Ultimately, God will judge. Oh, does it make sense? Uh, you can judge. You can judge to say this is wrong, right? That's okay. This kind of judgment is okay. It's like fruit inspection, right? This is this is a bad apple. This is wrong, right? You can judge that. The Bible says. Jesus says, right? But don't go around trying to pick faults with other people, and and you're always looking at oh, what can I find this wrong with this person and Susan, you know, and she's this and this, and you're thinking negative thoughts in your mind for somebody, you know. If you think there's a problem. Just pray about it. You pray for your friend, and you pray for your own heart too, right? And if it is a serious thing, if it is serious, then you you probably might need to 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 talk with somebody, but in a loving way. Yeah, with lots of prayer. Just a wonder, you know, you said Jesus drink so you know when you go to church, they they give bread and wine made of grapes. Okay, well, let's not talk about this one uh, right now. Okay, okay, the, the alcohol thing, don't, don't worry about that for now. Um, but anyway, it, not every church uses alcohol. A lot of churches use grape juice. Wine. Wine in the, in the Bible, in the Bible, the Greek word is oinos. It means grape juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, Greek on, the Greeks only used one word for this. They called it oinos, oinos. 
It can mean the like grape juice, or sometimes it can mean the alcohol, like fermented kind. Yeah, there's unfermented, like new, fresh juice, and then there's the old fermented kind. Yeah. So, but they use the word oinos. Yeah. Okay, good question. All right, let's go to the next part here. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus starts bringing out the commandments. And he says, don't worry about the traditions. What you need to worry about is God's commandments. And then he says, uh, verse 8, You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to the traditions of men. And he said to them, <clears throat> You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, uh, whatsoever help you might otherwise have received from me is Corban, that is, a gift devoted to God, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. Thus you nullify. Nullify means cancel, like cancel something. You nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. See, they just hand down the traditions. Oftentimes, with traditions, people don't even know the real, the real origin for traditions. They're just, oh, this is the way we do it. Oh, everybody does it like that, right? Oh, this is just how we think, right? Uh, traditions, many times, yeah, they pass them down. And a lot of times, the children or people doing the tradition, they have no idea why. I have no idea where, how did this start, you know? Yeah, usually that happens. And so this is, this is also what happened here um, with these traditions. Now, what Jesus mentions is this commandment. It's a part of the Ten Commandments. This is honor your father and your mother. Okay. Now, the word Corban, I believe this was a term that was, probably came from the Hebrew. I'd have to check the background on that. But um, basically they said, they said, okay, well, we can just... Um, make this declaration, we say something, okay, uh, and when we're a certain age and now, now we no longer have to um, help our parents or no longer have to respect our parents. You know, we just say, you know, Corbin, we, we basically make an agreement that, okay, it's no longer necessary to uh, care for and respect our parents like we should. Commandment says, honor your parents, honor your father and your mother. There's no word from God that says, uh, that, that kind of removes you from that. There's no, there's no word in the Bible that says, okay, we don't have to keep the commandment. God says, honor your father and your mother. Right? Try to respect them, try to help them, try to do, do good to your parents. Um, and so the Jews, the Jewish leaders, had tried to find a way or tradition to get around this commandment and to, to stop honoring the commandment. Right? Now the question is, was Jesus happy about their choice? Of course not. Of course not, right? Yeah, he's, a, he's very upset, right? He, sa he says, why do you set aside God's commandment to keep your own tradition? And then he quotes the Ten Commandments. Yeah, honor your father and your mother. Now you're trying to cancel this. So does Jesus approve when people try to cancel God's commandments? Is Jesus happy when people try to nullify God's commandments, like the Ten Commandments? What? Well, basically, what is Jesus' teaching about the Ten Commandments? Does Jesus believe the Ten Commandments are important? 
He does, right? Yeah, Jesus believes the Ten Commandments are important. Jesus teaches we should respect the Ten Commandments, right? If it says honor your father and your mother, you should honor your father and your mother, right? Um, if it says don't worship idols, like it does, you shouldn't worship idols, right? Uh, so all the commandments, right, Jesus teaches, these are important, right? You should not try to nullify or set aside God's commandment to keep your own tradition, right? Now, Jesus is talking to religious people. He's not talking to total unbelievers. Yeah, this is the scary thing, right? He's talking to religious people. In fact, he's talking to religious leaders. You could say, these guys are like Moksanims, right? They're like pastors. They should know better. They shouldn't do that. But what have they done? They've taken a tradition, and it says they've handed it down. You've handed it down. You've passed down this tradition. You probably don't even know the reason why. You're still doing it, right? So Jesus is not happy about tradition that, that takes the place of the Bible, okay? Um, a f like regular family tradition, that's okay. That's not a problem, right? He doesn't want to follow the, his commandments uh, as, uh, as a rule. We should follow God's commandments. Yeah, but he doesn't want to follow his words as a rule, as a law. Just uh, with, uh, with their hearts. No, 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 he's not, he's not saying that. Okay, what they're, what they're doing is they, they ignored the commandment to keep tradition. There's two things. Just that they yeah. followed the uh, last commandment, uh -huh. but it, uh, it's similar to... Hmm. <laughs> two things, right? Uh, yeah. Tradition, it's similar to uh, tradition. Uh... They're not, they're not similar, I think. Traditions. Right? Um, God said this, right? Men said this. Okay? Um, but they were, the people were keeping this one, but they were ignoring this one. Right? <laughs> yeah. So this is the problem. Jesus is not happy. Jesus is very angry about this. He's upset. Uh, he says, look, uh, you, are, you are ignoring God's commandments. You're breaking God's commandments, Ten Commandments. So what is Jesus saying? Uh, we should keep the, the Ten Commandments. We should honor the Ten Commandments. Actually, Jesus always taught that. And he said, don't think that I came to change God's commandments. I didn't come to change, uh, but I came to uh, fulfill the teachings of the law and also that we should keep these commandments. He says, nothing will change from the law till heaven and earth pass away. Uh, he says, nothing is going to change. So if the ground is still under your feet, if the sky is still over your head, then you know the commandments are still here. God's law, right? So um, if we substitute, if we start following people's religious tradition, like the Pharisees' religious tradition, well, okay, the, here's the thing about that idea. They're very strict about this idea. They're very strict and they try to pick many things, right? And they made it a rule and they said, if you don't follow, you're a sinner. Okay? But about this one, they said, no, we don't have to keep that. Don't worry about that. It's not important. Your parents, don't worry about respecting them. When you get old enough and you can just say, you make your declaration and, and then don't worry about your parents anymore. 
right? So this is their tradition. This is their religious tradition. They're ignoring the commandment, but they're being very strict about their own tradition. Does that make sense? Mm. But what kind of traditions uh, were there at the time? Mm. What kind of traditions? Well, the one of them was about the washing. Yeah, yeah. That? that's one example. Yeah. There, there's other things too. And, and, and there, there's two examples that Jesus gave. One of them was the washing of hands, cups, pots, all those things. And the other one was uh, about ignoring this commandment. Okay. But that's the only one we're going to mention for now. Okay. So my, the point is, uh, what does Jesus want for us to do? Does he want us to keep God's commandments? or men's traditions. If, if, we, if we take it from the mouth of Jesus, He says, you better keep God's commandments. If God says, honor your father and your mother, you should honor them. If God says, don't, don't tell lies, don't bear false witness against your neighbor, then you should speak the truth. That's also one of the Ten Commandments. Um, if God says, do not worship idols, then don't worship idols. Um, if God says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, we should remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, right? This is also one of God's commandments. Uh, the seventh day Sabbath, we also learned about that. Uh, so how does Jesus feel? Commandments, important. Men's traditions, not important, right? I think both is important. <laughs> uh, as a religious thing, it, it, if you want to have traditions that do not conflict with God's law, okay, if your tradition conflicts with this, this, then your tradition is a bad tradition, right? You should not follow that, right? Okay, if you can keep this just fine, you can follow everything God says in His commandments, and you have some other type of tradition like family tradition, maybe like every time your anniversary comes, you have a tradition that you go to this place and you eat some food together, right? This is maybe your personal tradition, okay? It doesn't interfere. Maybe in your family you want to do something special, you just have some regular mm, tradition, okay? But it doesn't interfere with this, it's okay. But if this one crosses this one, you have a problem, right? That's what Jesus says. So, um, unfortunately, something that happened in history, Christian history, um, was, it was an, a debate or argument over the question of tradition, tradition and commandments. Okay, uh, should we follow the Bible only, or should we follow tradition, tradition and the Bible? If you look at uh, history, there's something that's called the Council of Trent. You can, you can even research on the internet if you want to, Council of Trent. Okay, and I have uh, even the dates, this was in the 1500s, it was during the time of the Reformation, this is from 1559 to uh, 1563 A.D. Okay, uh, Council of Trent. This was a big issue in the Reformation. And you know, the Protestant Reformation, I'm talking about in Europe, where you have uh, the Catholic Church, which largely controlled Europe. Um, and also is very, very widespread in the world. And you have some Catholic priests like Martin Luther. He was a Catholic priest. Uh, you had these other people too, uh, like Zwingli and Calvin. Calvin started the Presbyterian Church. 
John Calvin, right? Uh, so yeah, many of these men, they were Catholic priests and they, they were reading the Bible and they, they know about their church's teaching and they're reading the Bible and they're saying, the Bible is different from our, our church teaching. The Bible is different. The church is not saying what this is saying, right? And so they, they started, uh, they had a real desire to teach the Bible because they felt like the Bible is really helpful for our spiritual life. You know, it's so helpful for us to know God. This is the record of Jesus and his teaching. This is the record of the apostles, all the early church teachers. This is their writing. And so they're saying the church has actually departed from what God said in the Bible. So the, the Protestant Reformation, the big thing they said was, uh, give us the Bible and the Bible only. This was their motto, give us the Bible. Now the church, the Catholic Church, did, um, did not like their idea. Okay? Uh, in fact, the church said, you're wrong, you're heretics. Right? They did not like these people. Uh, and they kicked them out of the church. They said, Martin Luther, you're a heretic, you cannot belong to the Catholic Church. So they kicked him out. And they had this council called the Council of Trent. And they, just, they, they were talking about tradition or the Bible. Should we follow tradition or the Bible? Well, the Catholic Church decided, they decided, we'll follow two things. Tradition, okay, plus the Bible. And if there's a difference, if there's a difference, we follow church tradition. This is Catholic Church. The decision at the Council of Trent. You can research on the internet, you can read all the history. Okay, they said we're going to follow tradition. Now the Protestants said we're going to follow Bible only. <laughs> okay, this is the Protestants. And, uh, and something that's very interesting, um, oh, how can, how can I say this? Uh, well, okay, the Protestants said we're going to follow the Bible. One of the big issues, one of the big issues at this was about the, the Sabbath commandment. The How about these days, Catholic Church? They same. Same. They follow the tradition next to Bible? Yeah, same. Tradition and the Bible. They have the, the Catechism, is the book of Catholic teaching, and then they have the Bible. But usually, if you study in the church, you study the Catechism. And many of the teachings you'll notice, they're actually different from what we are reading. Okay, there, there's some things that are the same, but other things are different. So the, right. uh, the book uh, written by uh, traditions mm. is there? Sure. Yeah, there's, well, there's many, many traditions. Well, okay, let me see. Let me, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. It's, the, it's, it's called the Catechism. Okay, if you want to look up the uh, Catechism, that is the book of um, Catholic Church teaching. You can read it. Yeah, you can learn about that. Anyway, the, one of the big issues at the Council of Trent okay, was the Sabbath commandment, the fourth commandment. Okay, the, the church said, uh, we, cannot, we cannot go back to the Bible only because we changed, we changed the, the Sabbath day from the seventh day to the first day, Sunday, and we called it the Lord's Day. Maybe you wonder, why do so many Christians go to church on Sunday? But some Christians go to church on Saturdays, right? There's a history behind it, okay? The Roman church says we change the day. 
Yeah, if you look at their writings, I didn't make this up. You, go, you can go and check it out online, right? Uh, they said, we changed the day of worship from the seventh day. Like the, the commandments say the seventh day is God's Sabbath day, right? They say, we changed it over to the first day. And, so at the beginning, the seventh hmm. day is the uh, uh, thick, 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 um, how can I say it? Like your uh, case, this, mm. that... Uh, from Friday night mm-hmm. to Saturday right. night. Right. Um, but from the time the change, the Sabbath day becomes Sunday, Sunday, like Sunday. Uh, the change was much earlier than this. Much earlier. Um, especially it, there was a there's a lot of um, change happening around the fourth century, like three hundreds A.D. There was a lot of change uh, in the city of Rome. There were some people who made a change even earlier, a little bit earlier. They had already started observing Sunday, and for a while they observed two days. They observed like, okay, Sunday, they called it the Lord's Day, and then Saturday, Saturday they called it Sabbath Day. And so the, the churches were observing both of these days um, in, in different ways, and then they started to make more laws around the time of Constantine, where they, they said that Saturday sh- or Sabbath should be fasting day and Sunday would be a feasting day, mm. like celebration day. Mm. So m- many people in their minds, every time the Sabbath day would come, they thought, oh, fasting day, mm. oh, so terrible. We want to eat our food. And so... They just skipped the Sabbath. Well, so what would happen is then, then, on, then when Sunday came, the people were so happy. They're like, all right, we can have delicious food. We can enjoy something. So some people's mind was started to be negative about Sabbath day. Now keep in mind they're following the church tradition, and many people at that time they didn't have Bibles like this, right? The the church had a Bible, okay. Some people some people had some copies of the Bible, like scriptures, okay. But but mostly the church said, okay, we will tell you what to believe, right? And so then they just followed what the church leaders were saying in many cases. Right, and they they were not following actually what the Bible was saying, right? So actually, over some time, especially from the 300s and onward, uh, then we see that Sabbath keeping was disappearing, especially from Rome, the Roman Church, and the Roman Church had so much power and influence over all the churches, because Rome was a very important city. So gradually disappeared the. the gradually, yeah, right. The Sabbath day. Some places were still keeping the Sabbath day like in Ethiopia. Yeah, in Ethiopia. Some people there, a lot of people were still keeping the Sabbath. Even to this day, there's a number of Christians who were keeping the Sabbath day, right? Um, they didn't change like the other churches so early. Sabbath day means not just fast. Right, it doesn't mean fast, it means rest. Yeah. And God did say you should eat on the Sabbath. We don't, we don't need to uh, rest. On no, Sabbath. right. Right. In Ethiopia, they fast. No, they didn't. Just they keep the. Sabbath. They were just keeping the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So even the, this idea of fasting on the Sabbath also tradition, <laughs> okay, from the church. It wasn't. It, it's not in the Bible. It doesn't say that, right? So um, these are some of the issues, and this is why now at the time of Martin Luther, in the Reformation. Martin Luther also knew something about the Sabbath issue, but in his, in his mind, okay, he felt like, oh, it's so hard to change. 
he felt like maybe it is too difficult for us to change the day of worship over to Sabbath because so many all the people they're doing you know Sunday and um, personally I, I kind of wish that he would have uh, felt this more importantly to change back to what the Bible said but in Martin Luther's mind he didn't feel uh, that he needed to change it back he changed some things okay but he then he died and the people who followed Martin Luther okay they said okay Martin Luther died do not change anything do not change anything we are Lutheran Church right don't change and other other churches like that too so there's a reformation I believe this is very good reformation is good change it and go back to the Bible right um, but I think also the Reformation did not finish right people were, were reforming things okay and the reformers died and then they kind of stopped right there's later churches like the Baptist Church this came from the Anabaptist movement in the 1700s right um, the Anabaptists, the Puritans, uh, the Baptist Church, uh, the Mennonites, the Amish people. Do you know the Amish people? They're those people in America, they wear like um, some old style clothing, like usually black and white, and they like to drive in some buggy. Like, they don't like technology. Yeah, there's Amish people. There's many in America. Okay, they also came from this time, 1700s. It's called the Radical Reformation. So there's more uh, reform being done. Um, at the same time, there were also other people saying we need to keep the Sabbath day. And they called them Seventh-day Men. Uh, and eventually there became the Seventh-day Baptist Church. Right? They came out of that movement, out of that time. Um, so even today, you can still find Seventh-day Baptists. Um, and these men came out also from that time of the Radical Reformation. They said, hey, let's go back to what the Bible actually says. Let's not follow the, the traditions, but go to what the Bible says. Right? Yeah. And so also in the 1800s, very early 1800s, uh, there were some people in the Adventist movement, which was a great revival in America among uh, Christians. Uh, there were some people who also learned about the Seventh Day Sabbath. And they said, well, we need to go back to what the Bible is actually saying. And uh, from that time in the early 1800s, uh, you have the development of, of SDA, actually, as a, as a church. right? Um, they said, we need to go back to what the Bible says. It says we should keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember, don't forget. <laughs> so um, this idea, we should come back to the Bible. right? And the idea originally comes from, from Jesus himself going back to the Bible. Jesus says, God's commandments, that's what's important. Man's tradition, not so important, right? If it crosses the Word of God. So, so this, this thinking goes back to Jesus. He says, it is written, it is written, it is written. What does the Bible say? It doesn't matter what so-and-so says. It doesn't matter what uh, only some person says or some, some pastor says. Uh, it doesn't matter what some church says. What matters is what does God say? What does God say? What, what, what do we read in the Bible? What do we find there? So if it tells us that way, then we want to follow it like that. Right. So uh, there's a lot of history with this. Um, and religious people making traditions and passing down traditions. This is also, this has happened for a long time. 
It happened among the Jewish people. It happened during the last 2,000 years, and it happens still today. Yeah, traditions. Keeping the Thursday on Sunday mm. is men's traditions. Right. Right. And, and there's a lot of Christian people who are very sincere, I believe, right? Very sincere people. And they don't realize, they don't, they don't actually know in their mind, they don't know about this. Because the traditions are like that. It says you pass them down. And oftentimes we, we, we just receive a tradition. Okay, when I was young, maybe I just went to church on Sunday. Uh, everybody I know just goes like that, right? So traditions are like that, right? So everybody's so used to this idea but they don't even know where did it come from, right? And when you go back to the Bible, then you can say, oh, well, the Bible says this. So we should, we should follow like that. Yeah, so, so I think there's many sincere Christians in, in many different places, in many different churches even. But I think also many people, they don't know about all this, all the details uh, that we find. So I think the closer we study our Bibles and the more willing that we are to follow Jesus and to follow the Bible, then the more clearly we can see. Right. But keep in mind, these Pharisees, even though Jesus told them, do you think the Pharisees wanted to change? I don't think so, right? They didn't want to change. Jesus told them, no, you're following tradition. But in their mind, they didn't want to change. Their heart was very hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, in this Christian's case, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they follow the Thursday on Sunday. Uh, yeah, many. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But do you think they are too stupid to believe uh, the uh, Bible, or they just uh, they didn't notice about the Bible's uh, fact? Okay. Um, I think some people they haven't noticed. Some people didn't notice. I think other people, other people, they, they do know something, but they're also a little bit like confused because it's uh, tradition. The tradition is so strong and they're so used to it, they just do it like that, even though they, they know. They are some cases, they are priest. They, yeah. they study the uh, Abba Bible a lot, I think. Mm. So I think they, uh, they have knowledge a lot better than me, better mm. than. Sure. Maybe better than you. Some okay. Uh, the they didn't change. They just keep the Thursday on Sunday. Oh, so okay. Uh, the fair also like the Pharisees, the leaders. They knew many things, right? Okay, they know they know many things, but they also know their traditions, right? And they're very. These men were very very strong to follow their tradition, right? Um, they felt like this is the way that we do it. I think the tradition is only outside. When you do something. Tradition outside? Tradition is you do something not inside. Maybe. Uh, tradition so tradition is like a pattern, a pattern that you follow. It means it means like a like a pattern, uh, some some special way to do something that you that you just always do. Right? Yeah. So tradition is only the actions, not the mm. mind. Mm, uh, it's following a certain pattern, okay? Then they probably they know, okay? They know about things like that, yeah. 
if I were too stupid to play with uh, Thursday on Sunday, uh, on Saturday, uh -huh. is it, uh, is it a, is it make, a, it becomes a guilty or? Like, say, say, if you were to. Too stupid to believe uh, uh -huh. Thursday on hmm. Saturday. Uh -huh. You, 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 you think okay. uh, the mm -hmm. Thursday is Saturday, mm -hmm. that is the right thing. Mm. But uh, if I were, if I were too stupid to believe that, I guess oh. I keep the Thursday on Sunday. Oh, too stupid. If I, uh, mm. if I keep that, uh -huh, uh -huh. until today, mm. uh, that it make it becomes a problem or... Okay, I, so, uh, uh, so basically, um, God wants us to know His way and to follow His way. Okay? Uh, some people do not know. That's one thing. Uh, if we know, okay, uh, then we should choose to follow the way of Jesus. Right? Um, if I tell some child, I say, don't cross the street. They heard me. They say, yes, okay. And then they cross the street. What do I say to the child? Are they in trouble or not in trouble? If I tell, okay, if I tell a child, I say, do not cross the street. They say, okay, I understand. And then uh, I come back in 20 minutes and the child crosses the street. Now, uh, is this boy or this girl, are they, are they in trouble yeah, or not in uh, trouble? Uh, mm. The case, mm. uh, just that is the, uh, the parents said, if their children uh -huh. thought um, my parents said to me the truth, Hmm. But I, uh, in my case, I, 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 I'm not sure you are, uh, you are, you, you said the truth or not. Mm, mm, mm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Having, okay, um, having, having question about it, okay, this, this is good for investigation, right? We should, t we should try to look and study the facts. We should find out what is the truth. Yeah, maybe we hear something and we're, oh, okay, I never heard that. Uh, maybe I have a question about it. Okay, that that's okay to have a question, right? It's okay, uh, and we should study. We should find out is this true? Yeah, and then when we know what is true, then we should follow what is true. Does it make sense? Yeah. <coughs> okay. <laughs> so that's how Jesus calls, right? <coughs> so you can you can. Mm. They don't go to their work. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to say just that is their choice. Uh, right. We have to choose. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, many of them do go to military service, um, but they also, uh, when, if possible, they, they explain their situation to the people. Uh, it's not always easy, 
Um, but they, you know, sometimes I know people who have also been able to get Sabbaths off, or at least many uh, Sabbaths off, where they could go to church, they could worship God, um, even in the military. Yeah, but it's not always, it's not always an easy thing. It depends on who your commanders are, and it depends on how generous they are to you, how kind they are to you, right? So, yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, this is something uh, that uh, I would invite, I would welcome you to even see about this. If you want to know about this Council of Trent, you can check it out. Um, if you want to learn about this, how they change things, you can try to look up the Council of Laodicea, okay? And even, even just look up uh, Sabbath change, just if you look at that on the internet, probably you'll find, you'll find the records. Even in the Catechism, uh, they say, they say we change the day of worship from the seventh day, Sabbath, to the first day. You can read it in this book, right? So, so, um, uh, and also if you have Bible questions about this, we can look at that. Uh, we, there's many, there's many Bible texts that talk about that. Uh, so, so if you think of a question like, how do we know which day is the Sabbath day? Well, the Jewish people are keeping the Sabbath day. Um, in, in Tagalog, you know, Tagalog, Filipino language, seventh day, sat Saturday, they say Sabado, Sabado. Russians say Subota. Spanish people, same as Tagalog, Sabado. Um, Arabic, A Sabd. You say Toyo Il, we say Saturday, they say A Sabd. Um, a lot of languages are actually, you know, you can find Sabbath day in their language for the seventh day. So they keep the Sabbath day on Saturday? Yes, yes. And even the Jewish people also, uh, they know which day is Sabbath day. Shabbat or Sabbath is always Saturday. If you, you, find, you ask any Jewish person, uh, they know exactly. And some of the Jewish people, they're afraid to accept Jesus Christ. Why? One reason, they think oh, all the Christians are going on Sundays. They don't keep the Sabbath, but God says keep the Sabbath. So some of them are, they're concerned, well, how can I follow Jesus and, how, and, and break the commandments? Jesus breaks the commandments. Well, actually, Jesus doesn't break the commandments. Jesus supports the commandments. They are God's child. If they, oh. if they think uh, that is right, mm. they have to stand up. Mm. They're, they're um, the, about the truth. Mm. But they, they are scared of, of about the fact to spread the that. Scared to tell yeah. the truth. Yeah, some people they follow are. follow the Sabbath day on Sunday, so they don't want to spread. You mean that. you mean the Jewish people? Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Well, they they don't. They would not want to be a, a Sunday Christian because the Jewish people. Uh, some some of them will change, you know, but most of them who are very sincere about the Sabbath day. Uh, they don't want to change that because they know, they know you cannot change the Sabbath day. It's one of God's Ten Commandments, right? And so they think, how can it be? So actually, I know many Jewish people uh, who believe in Jesus, and some of them also became Seventh-day Adventists, a lot of them, because they realized well, these guys are keeping the Sabbath day, and they're following Jesus, and that's what the Bible says, right? So, um, yeah, probably you might have some questions still. But we should, I think, maybe finish our lesson for today. And uh, if you have a question, also write it down. And we can even talk about it um, in our class time as we study through here. Okay. All right.
Yeah. So let's. Uh, so maybe tomorrow hmm. we can continue this. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's continue in Mark. Or you, you mean you do you mean continue in the mark, or do you mean also you want to talk about this? You mean talk about this, or you mean continue our chapter? I think you are very simple. We can we, yes, of course, we'll continue. Yes. Schedule, we, we we're off schedule a little bit because we're going slow. We're going slow. <laughs> okay, okay, but we are going to continue through Mark because that's our plan. We're going to study Mark. Okay, but if you have some question about this, we can try to answer. But we also will continue with Mark. Okay, all right. Uh, so maybe maybe my thought for us is okay. What which do we want to follow? Jesus and commandments, or men and traditions? What's better for us to follow? We have a family. We have a, so. Of course, the God's God and commandments. Important, but yeah. I think this guy is important too. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. As long as it doesn't cross the commandments, right? Right? Okay. If we want to follow Jesus, then we should make sure, uh, if we keep any tradition, make sure it doesn't interfere with these God's commandments. Yeah. Jesus, to follow Jesus, Jesus says commandments are important. So if we want to follow Jesus, then we also should follow commandments. Right. So, all right. Let's pray then. And, yeah. Our Father. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I will do that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay, let's pray and then maybe we can sing for her. <laughs> okay, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the words of life that we can read. Uh, thank you for the teaching of Jesus. Please help us to know uh, the teaching of Jesus even more. And help us, Lord, to follow your word and your commandments. Uh, please give us wisdom. Please guide us. Help us to answer, to get our questions answered. And also help us to be uh, strong and to have courage to follow you like your Bible says. Um, bless and guide us today, we ask. Oh, also, please be with Paula's and uh, bless her today um, since it's her birthday. We thank you, Lord, for these things, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.